You're listening to the Better Man Podcast, becoming life-giving men together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Man Podcast. Adam Tarno, Chris Harper here. Chris, uh, I know you have a an interesting background. You've been a part of a lot of organizations like I have. Uh, were you ever part of a 360 review? This feels so corporate in HR right now, but uh, have on, you ever man. been a part of one of those? I have, bro. <laughs> yes. What did you uh, What did you think about a 360 review? Yeah, that's a that's a deep dive, man. Like they're they're asking everybody around you about you, right? Yes. And then giving them the freedom to be honest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I uh, I do this a lot professionally. I think it can be a great tool, mm-hmm. um, especially if you get people who are going to be honest uh, with you. Um, and it can it can really be great. And it, what I like about it is it just opens a leader's eyes or a professional's eyes to just go, right. okay, it's it's not just about please my boss. I also have peers. I also have some people that I'm responsible for leading. That's right. So let's just make sure that I'm I'm holistically doing a good job of leading in all of those situations. The older I get, and uh, I'm starting to realize too, just how important it is to know what your peers think about you. Uh, yeah. There was a uh, uh, leader of one of the large organizations that I'm helping out with that said the other day, like, hey, for professionally, your peers will determine how far you really go. Like you, you early on in your mm. career, it's your boss. But when you think long term, where my where's my career going to end up? Your peers are actually going to have more to say about that uh, than anybody else. Which I just was mind blowing and just starting to build those relationships that I thought wow. was really good. I could but, see that. Yeah. So we're we're talking about that though because I think that's just that's a tool that is used oftentimes in the workplace. But there's there's uh, that that principle and that process of thinking about. Uh, all the the various relationships we have in our life can be yeah. very very helpful, especially for us as men. And so we want to talk about these five positions or these these five people that are around us and um, and what we can do with that awareness to help us be the man that God wants us to be. So you want to talk about those five positions and where this idea came from? Yeah, absolutely. When you think about the Christian life, I mean, it's not a one dimensional or two dimensional life, right? It it, it really is a um, a, a three-dimensional life. It's a, it's a holistic. I think sometimes uh, in our faith, we can, we can major or minor in one of two areas. This, and, and we do the same thing with the gospel, right? When you think about creation, when you think about fall, when you think about, you know, restoration or grace, and then you think about consummation and glory, you know, churches tend to, uh, like we tend to major in the fall and grace, Hmm. And, and oftentimes we'll, we'll never talk about creation or we'll never talk about consummation. And what happens is, um, like you miss a part of the gospel. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I think we do the same thing in our, in our Christian walk and our Christian life. And, and when I look at the, the individual and, and I'm going to speak specifically to men, that's what we do. But when I look at a man, um, I remind them that, that they're always in one of five positions always. Hmm. So, so the first position is you're, you're under someone or something like you have an authority over you and, and we believers know that that authority is, is God. I mean, it's, it's King Jesus. Um, you know, the Bible says we were a slave to unrighteousness and then in Christ we become slaves to, to righteousness. And, and the word there is interesting. It's, it's the Greek word doulos, um, Mm. And, and we've taken that out of modern translations because of the negative and historical connotation that slave ship has 
and rightly so. Slavery yeah. was terrible. So your translation probably says bond servant. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they use uh, kind of a lesser word. Um, but the reality is slave ship in that time, um, in the biblical context, simply meant the master was responsible for his slave. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but if somebody's going to be responsible for my life, like I want it to be the King of Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want it to be Jesus. He's, he's saying that now that I am his slave, he, he bought me with the price, you know, uh, salvation was free to me, but it cost him his life. Hmm. And I am now under his, his authority. Um, and, and I think it's important because I know we have, sometimes we have fringe believers or non-believers that listen me declaring Jesus Lord doesn't make him Lord. Mm. He's already Lord. <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so scripture tells us Psalm two, that like, we're going to bow to him one day, mm. either because his iron scepter shatters our kneecaps. Yep. Or we're going to bow because of the grace and mercy he's extended us. But either way, we're bowing. We're bowing. Yes, it will happen. Everybody. Yes, that's right. Because 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 he's Lord. So so the first position we're in as men is is we're under a greater authority. We are not our own. That's right? good. We were bought at a price. That's right. Yeah, which can conjure up a bunch of images. If there's one of these positions that men can have trouble with, maybe it is that authority. And it could be a bunch of reasons. Maybe you've got a terrible boss right now and you're like, that's all right. So if that's what authority is, I don't want to be a part of that. For many of us, it's the dad that was either absent, that maybe abused us, uh, was just a poor example. Maybe he abdicated his responsibility. And so to think about God as a father can have a bunch of baggage associated with it. But uh, I love what Louis Giglio, what Giglio said years ago about this idea of God as a father and to like, we need a new image. So he's not just this, um, this reflection of our earthly father. He's the Mm. absolute perfection of our earthly father. He's like nobody we've ever met, right? Trying to get a completely new image in our mind. And I just remember being 21, 22 years old and I had a great dad, uh, but I just remember how helpful that was to just go, Oh, even as great as my dad was and is still today, uh, it's like so much better than that, which really yeah. was really helpful to help, uh, get us to that point. And with Tozier talking about, you know, the most important thing about us is what we think about when we think about God to start right. thinking about that authority in a really good, positive light. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll tell you somebody that does a good job with that is J.I. Packer. Yeah. So, I mean, he wrote just a Christian classic that every believer should read. That's um, right. Knowing God is yeah. the name of that book, Knowing God. And he really unpacks just the dimensions of God and and helps helps frame what we think about God. And my friend Duke Rivard right now is leading um, something called the Eden Project. And, and I would encourage everybody to check that out, too, because he's helping people reframe and rethink how they yeah. view and see God. Yeah. Uh, so important, Adam. So important. It really is. Yeah. He and Nathan Wagnon both are doing some great work on that. They That's were right. guests on the Better Man podcast. So you can go find that um, that episode as well as they talked about their work and what they're doing, which is great. Okay. So we've got yeah. this position of we are under, we have an authority and that is, yeah. it is a great and benevolent king who is for us, not against us. That's right. uh, what is another position that we've got? Yeah. And at the same time, we're under somebody, we're behind somebody. Hmm. So all of life is imitation. We are all imitating something. There really is nothing new under the sun. That scripture, um, we're all imitating something. Uh, there's a uh, there's a great book called Still Like an Artist. Hmm. 
and and it's all about imitation. And he talks about how, you know, Johnny Carson wanted to be Jack Benny and trying to be like Jack Benny, he discovered Johnny Carson. And Jay Leno wanted to be Johnny Carson and trying to be like Johnny Carson, he discovered Jay Leno and he just That's goes right. down the line, right? So we're all imitating something. The reality is most of us imitate poor things. Mm. Um, we're imitating things that are not good for us. We're imitating things that are not holy. Um, we just, we're just imitating poor examples, which, which then reflects in our own lives. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about that on just some of the the things that we put into our brain, uh, where we give our attention, right? Your heart is going to follow with that, which is why it's really important for us to be, to be picky about some of those things that we're putting before our eyes and allowing our ears, uh, and our minds to dwell on, right? Because we're all following someone, uh, is, is I think what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. And, and sometimes it's, it's multiple people. Yeah. Um, and, and my encouragement to the men listening would be wisdoms can certainly be passed up. Like you can lead up no question, but more times than not wisdom, holiness, righteousness, those things are passed down. They're handed down. There's a reason why we talk about the faith being handed down. So some of you younger guys, man, you, you really need to find an older, wiser, more righteous guy to, to imitate. Right. Mm. And he's probably not going to be, he's probably not going to be the most popular guy. He's probably not going to be the most successful guy. Right. Like, like all those attributes that we, we ascribe to, to success, right. Find, find somebody that manifests the fruit of the spirit. Mm. Like find somebody that manifests gentleness and meekness and self-control and like, go to that guy and say, Hey, like I'm 27. I have zero self-control. Help me. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and more times than not, he's, he, he's going to help you. That's really good. That's yeah. really good. Okay. So we got, we got somebody that is, uh, that we're under, we've got somebody that we're behind, uh, we're yep. number three. And then we got somebody that's, that's beside us. Mm. And, and, and this is where, this is where the church has really done well over the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. When you, when you think about community groups, when you think about life groups, right, right, wrong, or indifferent, we've segmented, we segmented people into stages of life. Um, this is that peer to peer relationships like like we need it. We've talked about on the podcast before. Most men feel isolated. Most men feel lonely. Like we need friends. We need people to hold up our arms. We need people praying for us. We need people encouraging us and correcting us. And 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 this is this for the most part, even though it's still a great need. This has been a hyper focus for the church the last 30 or 40 years. That's right. Yeah. And again, I feel like almost every episode we talk about this one, this is one of the best things that we do is to try to get men beside each other for the shoulder to shoulder relationships, uh, which is great. Okay. So what's number four? So we've got under, behind, beside, what else? And then there's somebody, we're in front of somebody. Hmm. So, so we're in front of somebody, there's somebody behind us. And, and this is what in the last 40 years, the church has not done well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is encouraging and equipping men to make disciples who make disciples. That's good. Every man listening to this podcast, you should have enough courage and enough wherewithal to be able to look at somebody and say, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. And, and it's not a suggestion. Um, it is actually a command from Jesus. That's good. You know, you know, I, I hesitate. There are some people that go as far and say that you're actively sinning if you're not discipling someone. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying that, 
but I do know that it's a command that we are to make disciples who make disciples. That's right. So whether whether that's you leading your wife towards Christ or your children towards Christ or or a young man in your neighborhood or one of your coworkers, whatever it is, there should be someone in our life where we're saying, "Hey, I want you to follow me because you're going to learn from me. You're going to you're going to trip less than I did. Like I have some wisdom I want to pass down to you and and everybody needs to hear this. You have something that someone else needs. That's right. That's you right. You have it. Quit holding on to it and pass it. Pass it That's off. Right. That's right. That's right. And listen, what a great way to redeem your mistakes is to uh, to learn from them, get the lessons and share that with somebody else. So, uh I like that. Okay, so we got somebody that we're under somebody that we're behind, somebody that's beside us, somebody that's in front of us. So uh, this is better. This is like not just the 360, which feels flat. This is like three-dimensional, right? So <laughs> we're, we're within a sphere right now. Um, and we're in the Christian multiverse, baby. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Spider pig's going to show up here in a moment. I'm going to love it. Uh, okay. And so the last one, though, I like this last one. I want to talk about this because I in these, I've never heard this before. And I think this is going to make a lot of sense to men. So what? let's talk about this fifth position. We've got one more. What is it? Yeah. So the fifth position. So you're under someone, you're behind someone, you're beside someone, someone's behind you. The fifth position is you have someone that's against you. That's so good. You have an enemy that is against you. Again, straight from Scripture, Satan is a lion prowling around looking for people to devour. That's right. Period. Yep. So you have this enemy, like you're not just floating through life. Like mm-hmm. it's not all sunshine and rainbows, man. You have an enemy that's out to destroy you. And and his only weapon, you know, I, I have to remind men all the time, Satan is not creative. The mm-hmm. Bible says he's crafty. There's a difference. Oh, it's good. He only has one weapon. He is the father of lies. Mm-hmm. He will deceive you. He will trick you. He's a sorcerer, a magician, the king of deception. Um, he is he he is infinitely patient. I, I challenge I challenge you next time you're doing your Bible study. Notice how many men in Scripture fail in the second half of their life. Yep. Satan has no problem waiting fifty years to bring you down. Hmm. He has no problem waiting 30 years to wreck your marriage or your ministry. Yeah. Right. And also Satan has no problem telling you a hundred truths just so that he can feed you one lie. One lie. Yeah. Yeah. No problem doing that. Like he is infinitely patient. He's, he's, he's wise um, and he's crafty, man. He's super crafty. So um, he lies to us. And and there's two lies that Satan has been telling men from the beginning of time. And and I know we talk about this on the show, and, and I think it's important to say it again. There are two lies that every man listening to this podcast right now, you are believing to one degree or another. The first lie is you're so good, you don't need God. Just eat the fruit. The, the actual Hebrew says you can be as Elohim. Yep. You can be God. Yep. Right. And then he followed it up with the second lie. The Bible said they were naked, ashamed, and they hid. Right. You're so bad. God could never love you. Mm. And and we live our entire lives between these two lies. We're so good. We don't need God. We're so bad. God could never love us. Mm. And the men listening to this, um, I hope that's resonating with you because right now you're leaning one way or another. And the only way to push back against that, the only way to beat deception is with truth. 
That's so good. I, I, you know, in my own journey with becoming a Christian, young adult years, 21 years old, um, that, that number five, having somebody against me, I, I don't feel like I started to see those lies until I really embraced position three with those who were beside me. Mm. And to help me with that. And some of that looked very practically like a new set of friends or a different set of friends or an expanded friend group. But uh, I like how my buddy Todd Wagner used to talk about that if you're out there on your own and that lion is prowling around, uh, you don't look like a like a, a manly Lone Ranger. You look like lunch. And that lion will get, it always goes and gets that, that one animal that's off by himself. <laughs> That's and it. that's lunch. And so uh, there's many men that have listening that's like, yeah, uh, he's been eating me for lunch for a long time. That's and right. just getting around others can be so helpful uh, and all of that. So this is this is really like a, a really helpful framework, Chris. And so, I mean, there's a couple of things that like I go, okay, this is some stuff that I want to do with this to go through and just kind of assess where I am in each of these. But how are like, how is this helping you in your walk right now just to think about these positions? Yeah. So in some ways it's a constant reminder, hmm. right? Like I need to remind myself that I'm not King. Yep. Like I am under an authority that is greater than me, you know, and that helps me do a few things, right? It helps me. Um, I have a tendency to want to be a people pleaser, mm-hmm. right? And I have a tendency to fear man, maybe more than I fear God. Yep. So this reminds me that there's a greater authority, right? That, that even somebody like, Jeff Bezos, who's the founder of Amazon and the top of the world, like who reports to no one, even he reports to God, whether he recognizes it or not. That's right. Yeah. You know, so, so in some ways it's a great reminder. Um, and in some ways it's, it's a challenge. Um, I'm, I'm always looking and, and trying to find out who's behind me. Hmm. Right. So, so I, I run into, to, to men, especially young men all the time who like, who like say, well, I'm a leader. Well, like no one's following them <laughs> and like, and, and like back, back to clarity. You talked about that yeah. a, an episode or two ago. Like, I just want to, I just want to clarify, like by nature, a leader is someone that leads people. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah. Like, like people follow them. That's and, right. And, and bro, you're not leading anyone if no one's following you. Yeah. You're just out taking a walk as John Maxwell said, <laughs> right? That's all you're doing. So you're like the emperor with no clothes. That's uh, it, man. Yeah. So but, it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's a great reminder to look back and say, okay, man, um, am is my wife following me? Right? Mm-hmm. Am I giving her a reason to follow me? Right? Are my children following me? Like, am I leading them to uh, to the valley of death, or I'm ta- am, am I taking them by by cool streams and pleasant places? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it's a constant reminder. Yeah. Yeah. I think what hits me with all this is, is just that reminder that in many ways, autonomy is a myth. Everybody reports to somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know where, where I needed to, to be reminded of that was like from age 25 to 35, maybe when, yeah. where you are in work and you're kind of a mid-level and you're dreaming about what it would be like if you made it to a director level or a C-suite or something like that, just going, gosh, it'd be so great to call the shots one day. And just going, ain't nobody calling the shots, right? Like there's some people that make some decisions, but everybody reports to somebody. So uh, just start getting used to being under that authority now, and then you'll be ready when you have more responsibility um, that that comes and you'll be ready for all that. So anyway, this uh, this is great. Chris, as always, super helpful. Great being with you today. Yeah, man. See you next time, man. 
Hey there, we've got a free resource we want to give you before we go. We know that between work, family, and life, it can be really difficult to find and practice a good model for biblical masculinity. That's why we record these podcasts for you every week, and that's also why we put together this free resource called Five Ways to Be a Better Man. All you have to do is go to betterman.com, put in your email address, and you will be able to download this publication. You do not have to try to be a better man on your own. We are here to help you. So go to betterman.com, put in your email address, and download five ways to be a better man right now. That's betterman.com.